This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. I kind of want to save this until we get a little closer to the convention and we'll see how things are shaping up. But we might as well introduce this now and then as we lead up to July, we will uh, go into a little more depth in each of, of these instances. First things first, there's nothing new under the sun. We talk about a, a brokered convention like it's unprecedented and unbelievable and all that. Now, it's definitely not normal. It's been a while, but a brokered convention is nothing new. And I, you know, I hear Donald Trump talk about how um, Cruz is mathematically eliminated. I talked to Trump yesterday on my local show, and uh, he talks about you know he can't win and all that stuff. He can't get twelve thirty seven, but it's still not unprecedented for him for Donald for excuse me for Cruz to win. All Cruz has to do is keep Trump from getting twelve thirty seven, and then win on the second ballot. Not unprecedented. The Republican Party had its first convention in eighteen fifty six. Right. Since then, there have been 10 conventions where 10 broker conventions, and I, I define a broker convention as a convention where the nominee does not win on the first ballot, so goes to a second ballot. There's been 10 of those. In seven of those 10, the nominee who was picked to, to win, right, the guy who was picked to be the nominee was not the front runner going in. Are you with me on that? 10 brokered conventions where the winner took more than one ballot. So no one went in with the 1237 that was needed. In seven of those 10, the guy who won wasn't the leader. It wasn't the front runner going in. So to bring it to today's language, uh, it would be like a Cruz or Kasich being the nominee, not Trump, who's the front runner. Now, how successful were those nominees? Were those seven people? I'll tell you that in a little bit here. But let's start with the beginning. Let's just do a quick overview of this. And then uh, as we get a little closer to July, if it's relevant, uh, we'll go into more depth in, into each of these conventions. But 1860, William Seward from New York, he had 37% of the delegates coming into the convention. After three ballots, the convention settled on the distant second place contender who only went in with 22% of the delegates. His name is Abraham Lincoln. And we've talked about this convention before, but Lincoln was nobody's first choice, everybody's second choice. Right? But but no one could no they couldn't get a winner, so everyone went with their second choice. It happened to be Abraham Lincoln. And I think that's Kasich's plan, right? And we'll get to him in a little bit. So that was 1860. 1876, he had the senator from Maine, his name's James Blaine. He had 38% of the delegates. About three other guys had 13% each. And then uh, the guy in fifth place was the governor of Ohio, Rutherford B. Hayes. And after seven ballots, the fifth place guy, Rutherford B. Hayes became the nominee. He was the compromise candidate, which again is Kasich's play. 
How wild would it be if Kasich comes out? If you get, I'm just throwing it out there. Small chance, but it's happened before. That's my whole point of this segment. You have the never Trump people. You have the never Cruz people. They'll never come to a decision. And and at the end of the day, after seven ballots, like in 1876, they're like, all right, fine, go with Kasich, <laughs> the compromise candidate. That's what he's going. That's what he's banking on. What a night that would be. Um, this is one of the craziest. 1880. You had Ulysses S. Grant, the clear front runner going into the convention. He had 40% of the delegates. Clear front runner because he was a former president and war hero. Most people don't know that Ulysses S. Grant served two terms as president, then took four years off. He traveled the world and then came back and tried to be president again. Or it'd be like, it'd be like uh, George W. Bush running for president. This is go around, right? So he was the front runner, obviously. Blaine, again, the main senator, he had 37% of the delegates. All right, so it's a pretty close race between Ulysses S. Grant and, and, uh, and Blaine. After 36 ballots, 36, could you imagine if that happens in Cleveland? 36 ballots, the longest ever. The guy who won was a congressman from Ohio, James Garfield. James Garfield entered the convention Right, so Ulysses S. Grant's for, Grant, 40% of the delegates. Uh, Blaine, 37%. Ulysses, or excuse me, James Garfield had zero delegates. <laughs> None, no delegates at all. And I'm looking at the, the voting per round of the 36. Every round, Garfield had zero, 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 zero. There was one or two rounds where he had one or two votes. That's it. But mostly zero, zero, zero. The 34th round, he had 17 votes. The 35th round, he had 55 votes. And then the uh, the final round, he had 399 votes and won the whole thing. What in the world? That'd be wild. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like Jindal winning the nomination, right? And after all the ballots, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, Oh, he wins. Crazy. That was 1880. 1888, Ohio Senator John Sherman, 28% of the delegates. And then you had a federal judge from uh, Indiana. He had 13%. And then you had a lawyer from New York. Uh, who had 12%. And then fourth place, Indiana Senator Benjamin Harrison. He had 10% of the delegates. Fourth place going in. He won after eight ballots. All right, bring it to this century, or I guess the last century. Uh, 1920, front runner, General Leonard Wood, 29% of the delegates. Illinois Governor Frank Loudon, 21%. California Senator Johnson with 13%. And the fourth place guy going in, Ohio Senator uh, Warren Harding. He had 6% of the delegates going in. After 10 ballots, he won the nomination. Not only that, but when he went on to run for president, right, when he went to the general election, he won the whole thing with 60% of the popular vote, which was the second most dominant performance ever. Think about that. 1920, nominating process, the guy's in fourth place. Wins it and then wins the popular vote in the general 60% dominant. All right, almost done. 1940, Dewey had the most delegates going in. 37%. He was the governor of New York. Taft had 20%. And then there was a Wall Street businessman, Wendell Wilkie, with 11%. Now, follow me on this one. This is crazy. Wendell Wilkie was a Democrat until a year before... The convention. Wendell Wilkie, New York businessman who had been a Democrat until the year before, he was a delegate for FDR eight years prior. Parallels there, you with me? Had 11% of the delegates going in, 
Third place, after six ballots, he was the compromise choice. New York City businessman. That was 1940. He obviously lost in the general. And the most recent brokered convention, 1952. Taft entered with 35% of the delegates. Eisenhower had 26. After two votes, they went with Dwight D. Eisenhower. And you're thinking, okay, hold on, Slater. You said 1956 was the last brokered convention, but I keep hearing that the last brokered convention was 1976 uh, between Ford and Reagan. Not technically. Uh, That was a close convention. There was a battle on the floor because it was so close going in, but Ford won on the first ballot. All right, so again, my definition of a brokered convention, I think it's the definition of one, is where it, it takes more than one ballot. It needs extra ballots. So Ford and, and Reagan, was, it, just, it was on the first ballot. It was close, and there was some you know, trading going on on the floor, but it, it still ended on the first. So uh, 1952 was the most recent. So anyway, there you have it. Quick overview. I know I ran through that, but um, there's been 10 contested convent, 10 brokered conventions in Republican Party history. In seven of them, the nominee was the person who did not go into the convention with the most delegates. And of those seven... Who, who won the nomination, six of them went on to become president. Six of those, six of the compromise candidates, if you will, went on to become the president. Uh, now, totally with you. You roll your eyes at this. I'm not, I'm not really making any point here other than just I like history. It's kind of neat. And when other, when, like what other time would this even be relevant at all, right? <laughs> so I might, might as well share a little history here. Um, and it kind of resembles my least favorite sports fact which is uh, when, when the uh, Eagles play the Patriots and uh, the announcers say, well, the Eagles uh, have beaten the Patriots uh, th- 40 times in the last uh, 60 years. And you're like, who cares? Like that, <laughs> totally different teams. Like the fact that the Eagles beat the Patriots in, in 1968 has no bearing on this game whatsoever. So I, I, that's a stupid fact. And that's true with this as well. Like, the fact that what happened in the 1880 election has no bearing on what happened or what's going to happen in a couple months here in Cleveland. Of course, um, we realize that. I'd share it just because it's not unprecedented if something crazy does happen in Cleveland. Certainly not unprecedented. Pretty common, actually. And how fascinating that that's been the case because, I mean, gosh, if we gave the nominee, if the Republicans gave the nominee to the front runner every time, we'd be talking about President Seward instead of Lincoln and President Dewey and Blaine and Sherman. Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. 